This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, you know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. That's a lot of Bs. Yeah. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. That's important. You want an affordable price. Yeah, I do want one. Yeah, if it's too much, well, that's just not going to happen. No. <laughs> State Farm's on it. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. I'm lowering my voice. Mm, Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Want to talk to Conan? Visit teamcoco.com slash call Conan. Okay, let's get started. You right. brought a poop. Here comes Liz. You were the poop guy. Here comes Liz. Oh, you were. What happened last time? Oh, you don't like this? You don't like me talking? Does this bother you? Welch. Nope. You do. The more you do that, the more I talk. <laughs> Hi, Liz. We're just working through some things here. Welcome <laughs> no to Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan. <laughs> Hi, Liz. How are you? Hi. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's so nice to meet you. Where are you calling us from? Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, Providence. I know Providence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I grew up in Boston. Massachusetts, yep. and then when I was a kid, uh, we would spend the summers staying at my grandfather's house. He was a retired policeman from Worcester, Mass. And so he had a place in Misquamica at Rhode Island down by the State Beach. Oh, and lovely. And so we would every year pack up our clunky station wagon with six kids, parakeets, uh, <laughs> two dogs, a cat, um, my grandma, like everybody, we would just all cram into this thing with everything we would need for three weeks. And it was this Mecca. We would drive down through Providence and usually stop off there and get a bite to eat and then go all the rest of the way to, to Miss Quamacut. So uh, a lot of fond memories of Providence. I'm so glad. Yeah. I think it's, it's great here. It's really nice. It's, uh, it's a, a great place. And what do you do? I'm a children's librarian. Oh, you Ooh. are. Good for I you. Am. That's great. I love that. And tell us yeah. a little bit about I mean, God, it's been so long. I'm, I used to love uh, going to the library when I was a kid. Big shock. I wasn't wasn't a, <laughs> wasn't a, I wasn't a jock, but I did love going uh, and hanging out in the library. And in oh, fact, good. there was a really good library in Westerly, Rhode Island, that I used to go to. Oh, uh, that's a beautiful library. It's gorgeous. It looks like a castle. Yeah, it looks like a castle, and I would go in there, and you know, p other kids would be playing at the beach. But because there's something sure. called the sun um, yeah, that's in the sky, I would say, please, mother, <laughs> take me to the library. <laughs> Learn, I shall. 
<laughs> well, he should have gotten a really big book and take that to the beach. Exactly. <laughs> I used to do that. I used shade. to always, uh, yeah, I used to check out the, uh, check out like some some giant almanac, and then <laughs> yep. just hide underneath it at the beach. But it's a um, huge atlas. Yeah, but I loved it there, and I remember there was always a a contest every summer. They had this giant sort of three D. Um, map with mountains and everything and a river and everyone you signed up and you got a little canoe with a little person Aww. in it and each time you read a book you advanced along the river uh, and well, that's so the cute. whole idea was by the end of the summer who would be in the lead and you could see other canoes uh, were in the lead and you'd want to read more books to try and get ahead of them and then I eventually gave up and just moved my canoe over the mountain I portaged <sighs> And, uh, oh, cut in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. How do they know if you read the books? Could you cheat? They didn't, and you could cheat. Mm. Oh, uh, no, it's all honor system in the public library. I know, and when I hear honor system, I say, see us, suckers. <laughs> this canoe's going over the mountain. But it's the library. It's usually pretty obvious um, when that's happening. But really? yeah, we don't worry about it. If, if one kid hops his canoe over the mountain, you don't we worry got 20 about more it. Who are yeah, I was actually, I was arrested, so uh, I don't like to talk oh, no. about it. Yeah, yeah, I did six months in juvie. Uh, um, Gosh, the library yeah, was the, yeah. the origin of your delinquency. It really yeah. was. It's where it all started. And when I would tell the other kids in juvie what I was there for, that didn't go over well. Yeah. <laughs> I moved my oh, canoe. Get him. That's why, I was, that's why you're so tough. Yeah. yeah. I went overland <laughs> with my canoe. I told them I read Copernicus, but I hadn't. <laughs> The beating that ensued lasted six weeks. So, oh okay, Lord. so so Liz, yes, you work at, at a library, a children's library in Providence. What's a children's library like these days? Are kids still reading? I hope they are. I hope they're not on their, their phones and their machines. Yeah, I usually say that kids are probably reading more than most adults. Frankly, yep. we're too busy to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I do. I see a lot of kids excited about the books about libraries. And the children's library, I think, is like a wonderful community resource now. You know, gone are the days where you had to shush your mouth and read in silence. Um, it's playtime um, and getting excited. About Wait a minute. Li and... Children's libraries are loud now? They are loud, my friend. Like yeah. disco clubs, like thumping house music. Um, not quite at a rave. Is that level. your house music? I mean, is that what is that what your house music so is? Don't get off on a tangent here. Sorry, I was just. <laughs> but so anyway, so it sounds never like it's, heard it before. It's very loud. It's very loud. Sona, yeah. you, I'm, I hope you're taking your kids to libraries. We do. We take them a lot, and we actually went to a different library once, and they're two and a half, and they came in yelling. And I was oh, yeah. so, I was sweating. I was so nervous, but no one told them to be quiet. And I, and then oh, no. we looked over and there's toys and there's a whole play area in this one library. And I was like, maybe this is okay. But I personally it couldn't is. handle it. So we went to our oh, normal, no. regular library. So where we so knew they could be loud. Let me ask you something, Liz. No one goes, shh. There's not a mean old not woman named Mrs. Crumbbottom who goes, shh. <laughs> well, I, I have a patron named Mrs. Crumbbottom who shushes me. Oh, good. I would never shush anyone as a librarian. Wow. Uh, so, no, we, um, especially for kids, because, like, play is so important. And like, that's why we let toddlers toddle around while we're reading aloud. They're still getting stuff, um, but they need to engage in that way. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it's that. Um, what are the popular books right now? Obviously, Harry Potter was a big thing. Um, uh, still pretty big, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Um, those are those are good books, you know. 
Any Tom Clancy for the kids? Yeah. Oh, Matt. Tom Clancy. Well, we do have Tom Clancy, but it's if they're reading it, it's in another room, okay. not okay. mine. Um, actually, there's a book called Dog Man that is, it, it is never on my shelf. It's so popular. Um, it's a graphic novel series about a policeman who has the head of a dog and the body of a, of a man. Wait, how did that um, happen? It's, it happened. It's a little dark. It starts out a little dark. He was in a terrible accident. It was a car accident. And the dog's body uh, died, but his head was in good shape. The policeman's head expired and his body, though, still pretty good shape. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, bodies do fine without them. the head. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. This is a scientific Most bodies live on for a long time after the brain is gone. So wait a minute. So that's a very dark opening. It is a, a little a dark, terrible but accident. the rest of it's all laughs. Okay. So uh, and do kids get upset by that dark opening? No, not at all. Um, one of the clever devices of the book is it's actually a comic within a comic. When you open it, you meet these two kids who are writing the Dogman comic. Oh. So, you know, it's all, it's all fiction. You don't have to worry about it. Um, and then it's just all police oh, dog fiction. shenanigans. <laughs> it is. It's, it is sorry, fiction. I should have wow. Okay, that. good. Okay, thank you for yeah, clearing Yeah, Sona's wondering up. why she hadn't read about this in the paper. <laughs> sure. I mean, this is pretty incredible. This should have been front page news. <laughs> so so Dogman's the big thing, huh? One of the Dog things Man that would be big. is be funny if Dogman was like real. It was because it sounds like it's funny and kids like it. It's got Very a good sense funny. of humor. But it'd be great, I think, if they just had the through line was that Dogman's in constant pain. Oh, <laughs> oh sure, oh sure. I'd love to see like a gritty film noir Dogman like, series. Yeah. He's, he has to. Yeah. He's just taking a lot of morphine and opium to get through because it hurts when you have of your course. body when you have a dog's head attached to your yeah. body. Yeah. And he's just, also, you've and got so, like two different instincts happening: the instincts of a dog, the instincts of a man. Can they be one? Does he know. lift his leg when he pees? I mean, what is what happens? Who's oh yeah, who's it's the a lot dominant... of dog behavior. Really? I would say that does he sniff yeah, butts? He's, probably. That's why he goes to clubs. <laughs> he has the ability to solve <laughs> mysteries, but he's still a dog. He likes dog bones. He gets excited. Uh, he doesn't have a tail to wag, but I think if he did, he would. Oh, we all have a tail to wag when you think about it. Yeah. Does uh, he poop in a toilet? Wait, okay. So uh, let's get, well, I let's don't know elevate that. But the, the, cause it's the body. It's know, the human ele- body. Sure, sure. But let's... he's eating dog food. So how is the body do digesting dog the dog food? That you do with your head, but everything human related. I'm sure you do that with your body. Dave but your body. You know what's interesting, what Liz? Digest dog food. Liz, Can well, does we he do it? You know what's interesting? Style? Does he do it? Doggy Liz, style? you know what's interesting, Liz, is that uh, yeah. Sona's asking all the questions a five-year-old would ask. I really do feel like you're back at your library. Does he I poo? Where does he <laughs> poo? If he does it doggy style, I've never gotten that question from a five-year-old. They really don't sure. mention that in the They in the will. Book. Wait till they turn How eight. They do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then um, they come, they, they'll come back and follow up. Follow-up question. Uh, does he shower? Okay. Sona, just chill. I'm sorry. But just chill. <laughs> Liz? You have to read it. You're in the library. Yeah, I really so. do. I feel like I should. Yeah, you'll like it. It's pictures mostly. So, um, Liz. You made a joke, but that's true. No, it is true. Yeah, I know. I've, I don't see you true. often. Oh, I better go get my book. <laughs> <laughs> she had me a graphic novel. Oh, man. I laughed way too hard. Anyway, um, uh, Liz, I think it's wonderful. And what do you do when a kid gets out of hand? Does that ever happen or the kid's pretty well behaved? Oh, you know, we have meltdowns, of course, in the library. But luckily, um, the kids can't be there on their own for the most part. So we let the parents deal with it, mm-hmm. um, which is nice. <laughs> I have a question to ask you. Um, and, you know, we don't 
really get political on this show, but it is this thing that you hear about all the time that's happening in libraries where parents come marching in and they think that something's a little woke in a book. You know, they, yep. they think that maybe uh, Dog Man uh, likes Bernie Sanders in one panel and they're upset and they want the book banned from the library. Have you had to encounter any of that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I have an annual pride display I put up and there are always complaints about that, which is very funny to me because, you know, our pride collection is probably about 100 books out of 30,000 books I have in the children's room. Mm -hmm. um, but just that little batch seems to upset some people. And I think folks forget that if they don't like those books, they don't have to read them. They don't right. have to check them out. Right. But there's definitely other people in the community that those books are for. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've dealt with that a little bit. Luckily, our community is very supportive of the library, so it's never gotten further than complaints. But I do know other places that's just not the case. And I just feel so sorry for these library workers. Oh, yeah. There's sometimes, uh, I mean, I, I think it's such a noble profession. I think teaching is such a noble profession. I think uh, librarians, uh, it, it, people that choose to try and uh, expand uh, a child's horizons for, for a, as a lifetime's occupation are, are really doing magical work. And then I, when they, you know, I always feel badly when suddenly they're caught up in some crazy conspiracy theory that these books are trying to, you know, destroy minds or something, or they have a political agenda. And I, I think it can go way too far. I agree. And I'm thrilled to hear that you've got our backs, Conan. Oh, I don't. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm, no. No, no. I mean, I, I, the minute there's any trouble, I'll completely uh, retreat, um, you know. <laughs> All right. and, uh, and I thought that Juvie had toughened you up a little bit. No, no, oh, no. No, no. Those scars healed a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> no, I do like to think I have your backs. I really do. I, I think uh, I, I, I think books are not the enemy and uh, we've got bigger problems. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I agree. And that's why we're here as librarians, actually. You know, if you're a family, if you're like, I'm not ready for these books, that's fine. I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise. Um, we'll help you find what you need. And then we keep other stuff on the shelf to help other people find what they need. So now, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident, so are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching. You can go hiking in Yosemite. And then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want. They got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. 
I saw a white light. And I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., and we both crack open a box of Captain Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. My God. And we had it together, multiple bowls. And I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Captain Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Captain Crunch, which is great. Then... Oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> you know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus... They also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT. Now ADT professionally installs Google Nest products so your home is safe and smart. You can check in on your home and manage your security systems from virtually anywhere. Google Nest cams can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. You can know that there's a package out there. I know. And not a person. You don't have to that do helps. anything. Yeah, sometimes a person rings the doorbell and I think it's a package. Anyway, <laughs> and with Nest Aware as part of your monthly ADT service, you can get 30 days of event video history, even smarter notifications like when a familiar or unfamiliar face is seen. Plus, when every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just a tap. Mm. I'm always setting off alarms accidentally. This is helpful for me. Oh, good. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, well, you got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today 
or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nestcam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are trademarks of Google LLC. I have such happy memories of the little tiny library. I went to a, to a K through three school in Brookline, Mass called the Baldwin School. And it had this tiny library and I would go in there and I can remember to this day some of the books I read in there. And some of them were kind of dark and a little spooky, but that made yeah. them so great. Yeah, there was one about oh, yeah. three sort of highwaymen robbers that would rob in yeah, uh, coaches and it was so beautifully illustrated. And then at one, and they had little blunderbuss muskets. Mm-hmm. And then at one point they find a baby and raise it. And I don't know, I just remember <laughs> thinking this is such a weird dark story, but I love it. And I, oh no, I, I totally get it. And kids can and kids can handle it. Like they, you know, yeah. they can handle the darker fairy tales. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's within the boundaries of a book. And so it's a way to sort of test the waters um, with darker material. Kids love that stuff. And I think, um, and they'll continue to love it into adulthood. I know I do. Like the original Brothers Grimm stuff is very dark. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. There's people and, being fattened up to be eaten, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, mothers feeding fathers their own children. That happens in, in the what? Brothers Grimm and the Juniper Tree. Oh yeah, I don't know that one. In there, yeah. oh, that's an amazing fairy tale. Yeah, in the Juniper Tree. Oh, you know, e- evil stepmother hates the little boy she's raising. She tricks her daughter into thinking she killed the boy, but the stepmother did it. She feeds the kid to dad. But then there's a whole redemptive cycle where the kid turns into a bird and sings about his murder, and he ends up dropping a millstone on the stepmother like you do. You know what it is? It's an allegory for DNA evidence. What? Beyond the grave, the child screamed his innocence, and and the father paid the price, or the mother. Okay. That's what the Brothers Grimm had in mind, you think? Yes, I think they foresaw that DNA evidence, even after the death, will incriminate the murderer. Okay. Yes, yes, that's about DNA. My mind forensics. is shut to any other interpretation. <laughs> How did she feed him? Uh, wow. And um, do, you, oh, yeah. w- w- do you read these books as well? Or are there modern fairy I tales do. that you're into? Are there you know modern interpretations of fairy tales that you like? Oh yeah, I um fairy tales are probably my favorite genre, so um I love it all. Although I tend to read the old stuff because I too I just really love those dark fairy tales. I like a fairy tale that's a little fucked up. Yeah, the books, um, all and, the books behind you seem to have tales yeah, in the title. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I've got all of the greats up there plus some more obscure stuff. So you like um, a fucked up fairy really tale? I love a good <laughs> fucked up fairy tale. Conan. <laughs> do do characters so in many. fucked up fairy tales ever just look just say to themselves, "Whoa, this is fucked up." You know, they don't. And I think maybe if they did, they'd end up in much better situations. You know, you've got to get get out of those situations. No, I mean, there's um, fucked up versions of like some of our most popular. Like, give me an example. I want to hear these because I might want to read them. Yeah. Okay, so of course everyone knows Cinderella, one sure. of our most beloved fairy tales of yep. all time. Yep. Um, well, there are some versions um, in East Asia where there's a whole second half of the Cinderella story. You know, she has her magical helper friend, she meets her prince, um, but then the step family wants revenge. So the stepmother murders Cinderella. Cinderella is murdered in her own story. Um, Cinderella now starts to haunt the step family from beyond the grave, like relentlessly. Like, I know what you did last summer. It's all bad for them. 
eventually she's resurrected usually with like a magical item of some kind and then she has her true revenge uh where she boils her stepsister alive and feeds that to her stepmother i see these things again and again and again cannibalism (laughs) and and redemption and also this is the format for um you know like john wick it's just this happens but then oh you think it's over it's not over shit just got real i mean this is what happens with the empire strikes back i'm gonna try and get Gorley into the conversation I'm in now but <laughs> um now i understand but you know uh oh you think this is over no the empire strikes back yeah but then the you know it, it's so yes we see they land imperial walkers on hoth i know he just said the title of the movie yeah. with more conviction as right. if he was like getting more into it yeah. but it didn't seem like no. you were allowed Elaborating you were just yeah. like just like the empire strikes back where the empire strikes back yeah i was that's my interpretation after a lot of thought about the empire strikes back and having watched it many times that's my interpretation of what happens and what it's really all about which is the empire striking back <laughs> when people tell you who they are believe the them empire. yeah exactly yeah. I took a test once and they said, what happens when the Empire Strikes Back? And I said, the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> what happens in Return of the Jedi? You're not yeah. wrong. The Jedi returns. <laughs> oh, and a new hope? Oh yeah, there really is a new hope. <laughs> and um, I took that test and I aced it. And I was accepted to Williams College. What happens in the Phantom wow. Menace? Oh man, that menace is phantoming. <laughs> and he's a real phantom of a menace. Anyway, my point is, any story where someone boils someone else and f- makes the someone f- eat that person, that's a good story. Yeah. It's a good story. It's ageless, you know. <laughs> it's a good yeah, way uh, to dispose of the body. Oh, yeah. Incredible way to dispose of the body. Yes. No one ever thinks of that. They're like, what do I do with this body? I don't know. Looks to me to be 140 pounds of protein. Yum, <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> you know what I mean? What do I do with all this protein? In my bathtub. I don't know. You got a big refrigerator? I do. What's your point? You got a skillet? I've got lots of skillets. Later, this restaurant's amazing. Oh, no. I'm a murderer and I'm on the Atkins diet. Yeah. What do I do? You look amazing, man. You've lost so much weight, but it looks like you're getting a lot of protein. Yeah. And I don't see you with your friends anymore. (laughs) But you seem to have all of their shoes. Yeah, well, it's like a true crime element to fairy tales. Oh, yeah. All right, Liz, do you have a question for me? Because I think I've wasted your time enough with my foolishness, Ooh. and I apologize. I do have a question. Oh, so fairy tales are made up of like stock characters, right? Like your princess, your mm-hmm. wise old crone, your right. whatever. Um, and I wondered if you landed in a fairy tale universe, what role do you think you would fulfill in that fairy tale? I'm, I'm such a I mean, the I, ogre. I, <laughs> just Sona. <laughs> And my feature is really that distorted. No, it's more about how you terrorize people. Oh, I do not terrorize. You're I... you're a la- large presence, and yep. you terrorize people. Uh, it's not, it's... I've heard that you hang out at bridges and bully goats all the time. Uh, I live under a bridge. I live under a bridge, but just because the savings are incredible, and it's not technically oh, against the law. Um, and then when people want to uh, cross the bridge, I ask them questions three. <laughs> Um, which apparently, guess what? There's no, yeah, I'd be a mischievous troll. <laughs> I, w- I want to be someone who's asking questions three and has little, I'm, I'm an imp, I'm bothering. Yeah, like a trickster. A trickster, yes. And then uh, if they don't answer my questions, they're be- they, they, they go flying off the bridge to their doom. 
Uh, and I live in a little hut in the woods and people are freaked out by me, but I'm kind of funny. And I also have a profitable podcast. <laughs> podcast is very profitable. Yeah, because we, had, we do ads and you, you see if you monetize the ads. <laughs> Uh, then that's that's where the profit is. And of course, if you get enough other podcasts together, you can have a podcast company. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'm getting off track a little bit. I Team live in the, Troll. Yeah, that would be tro- the name of your podcast uh, Team company. Troll. <laughs> team Troll. Yeah, I would be one of these guys. Answer me these questions, three. In the morning, it walks with four legs. In the evening, it wears a German World War One helmet. Who be he? <laughs> don't ask for the answer because I don't have it. None of them have an answer. He has the body of a worm with the face of Winston Churchill. Nine eggs a day he eats. Who be he? Yeah, these I are really good. I'm good. I'm naturally really good at these. Question. It's the no thing, though, get... that there is no answer just so you can eat them. No yeah. one gets off this fucking bridge. <laughs> no one gets over the bridge. Yeah. Right? He's a walnut who knew Eleanor Roosevelt, but never really met her. Oh, that's Franklin. Who be he? <laughs> Damn it, you get to cross the bridge. Um, hey, as long as no one calls him out, he can keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start. I'm going to do that on the way home when I get to the 405 freeway. I'm going to get out of my car, stop all traffic, and say, answer me these questions, three. <laughs> what if you did, though, on the news? Conan O'Brien was seen. Uh, traffic's packed up. <laughs> For 65 miles, no one can pass. <laughs> Police say they can't get close, but uh, Conan O'Brien is asking people questions three. Yeah. No one seems to be able to answer him, and he's uh, beating them with sticks. <laughs> he, oh oh, he just got shot. Yep, we just shot him from a helicopter. <laughs> I'm shouting up at the oh, helicopter. Answer me the these questions three. A whirly bird it be, but no wings do I see. Blam. <laughs> Conan O'Brien was shot today. And rightly so. Fairy tale. Liz, I think you got your answer. A mischievous troll who's shot by the LAPD from a helicopter on the 405 freeway. And it was a dog man that shot him. And dog man, yeah, dog man solved the. Yeah, it was dog man, the marksman. Um, Liz, you're very nice, and I'm uh, I'm very impressed with uh, what you're doing with your life. I think that's very cool. And um, Thank you so it much. is a. I just think about the generations of kids who are going to be influenced by you. And then all those years of them coming back as uh, older people and saying thank you. That's so cool. I love that. I hope so. That's yeah. the aim. Yeah, unless they're ungrateful bastards. You never sure. know. Um, or if they skip their canoe ahead and end up in juvie. You uh, know, uh, uh, We do the best we can. We do the best we I can had to win that race. <laughs> and I wasn't reading fast enough. Um, I couldn't finish Hey God, It's Me, Margaret. Uh, Such a good book. If there is a book that'll stump you, it's that one. Oh, the minute the thing I saw where it was going, I, I had to skip my canoe. Yeah. All right. Uh, so nice to talk to you, Liz. Uh, be well. And I'll see, next time I'm in Providence, I'll buy you a Mike's Hard yeah. Lemonade. How's that? Huh. Sounds fantastic. All right. You take care. <laughs> Have Thanks, a great Liz. one. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gourley. Produced by me, Matt Gourley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Liao, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. 
You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 669-587-2847 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.